Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. In the city of Carlsbad, New Mexico, in March 2014, Emily Lambert, a beautiful mother of two, would vanish without a trace. Desperate pleas from her family, friends, and boyfriend begged for more information and her safe return. Behind the eyes of one individual, there was an undercurrent of violence. It simmered up on the surface occasionally bubbling up, before settling back down. A menacing threat just waiting to explode. When that moment came, there was a loss of temper so violent, the results were catastrophic. When control was regained, the violence didn't stop. The level of callous cruelty was taken up a notch again and again, as the focus shifted to self-preservation. A monster is defined as a wicked being, exerting control and power while carrying out truly heinous acts, intended to cause ultimate harm. We go through our lives day to day, believing people around us are inherently good. It makes the unmasking of a true monster all the more terrifying. The anguish and fear of those first days searching for Emily were followed by a deeper, everlasting horror. When the truth was finally revealed, the devastation was a double blow. So, bed number one, what is your emergency? Yes, um, my girlfriend went left last night. Uh, we were at the Stevens Bar and staying in the hotel room, and she hasn't made it back to the hotel. She, I don't know where she went. She left with. She was talking about leaving with some other guy, and she hasn't made it back. Okay, and where are you at? The Stevens Inn. What room? Uh, Four o two. What is your name? It's Robert Early. How do you spell your last name? B-A-R-L-E-Y. I've been pacing since 5.30 this morning. Okay. Um, just I... She, she was pretty. She was pretty intoxicated, and okay. she had some insecurities. And okay, what is uh, your name? Emily Lambert. I think, I didn't know. Maybe she got picked up for a PI. Maybe she walked down the road. She was, she was in a, a really cute dress and some high heels. And I had her ID, and her phone was in the room on the charger. We took my phone. And I really didn't think anything of it because she was like, she was like, well, this guy over here has been hitting on me and he said, you're not going to treat me right. Um, 
that he'll take me home. And I was like, whatever, that's what you really want. Okay, what yeah. kind? What color dress? Um, it was like white and black with black high heels with, with little bitty silver balls, I think, on the bottom of the heel. And her purse is in the car, but she don't have anything with her. I drove it up and down the street to look to see if she was walking down the road or something. Uh-huh. I, I haven't seen her. And I've called, I mean, I've talked to her parents, to her ex-husband. I mean, she had, nobody's heard from her. Okay. Her phone is here. She didn't, she, she was wearing a, she was wearing a jerk. She didn't have any pockets. Okay. Let me go ahead and have an, an officer come see you, okay? Okay, thank you. Uh -huh. On Sunday, March 2nd, 2014, Robert Early called Carlsbad 911 to report his girlfriend missing. As he hung up the phone with the dispatcher, he began to pace his hotel room. He had been dating Emily Lambert for the last four months. She had driven for eight hours and traveled 400 miles to come and spend the weekend with him in Carlsbad. Now she had gone missing, and he didn't know what to do. Robert was 33 years old and from Euless in Texas. The city sits between Dallas and Fort Worth. He had recently gotten a job on an oil rig that was about 30 miles from the center of Carlsbad. He was staying at the Stevens Inn along South Canal Street while he thought about renting an apartment. His boss on the rig was staying at the hotel too. He'd met Emily back in Texas. They had attended the same high school, but didn't know each other then. He was a few years older than Emily, so they were in different classes. They'd connected through mutual friends on Facebook. In November 2013, at a bonfire night party, they met in person and immediately got on well together. They have been dating ever since. Roberts moved to Carlsbad a few weeks before, put distance between them, but they were determined to still see each other. Emily was 30 years old and lived in the city of Garland, just northeast of Dallas. It's a city with a rich manufacturing history and a low crime rate. She was a third grade teacher at O'Henry Elementary School teaching math and science. She'd study hard to qualify as a teacher and loved her job. Emily had two daughters, aged four and five years old. She was a devoted single mom to her girls and still on friendly terms with her ex-husband, who was still involved in his daughter's lives. Emily loved life. She was outgoing, warm and friendly and wanted to help everybody that she met. She believed life was for living. 
Robert had met both girls and was great with them. He had a daughter of his own, who he saw when he could. At the end of February, Emily had decided to make the trip west to Carlsbad to visit Robert for the weekend. The couple hadn't seen each other for two weeks. After school had finished for the day, on Friday, February 28th, she dropped her daughters off with her parents at their home in Bedford. She waved goodbye and jumped into her gray Ford Freestyle estate and set out on the 400-mile trip to reach the Stevens Inn. She planned to be back to pick them up on Sunday afternoon, ready for the new week ahead. The following day, Emily talked with her mom, checking in on the girls. She sounded happy and was enjoying her weekend away, but the next voice Emily's parents would hear from Carlsbad would be anything but normal. Just as Donna and Steve Koenig came home from church that Sunday morning, with the young girls happily bouncing in the door, a text message came through on Donna's cell phone. The message was from Robert, asking her to call him as soon as she could. Immediately worried, she called straight away. Robert told her that Emily had gone missing. His tone was alarmed and worried. He told her they had argued in the hotel bar the night before. He said another man in the bar had shown interest in Emily, and they had a fight about it. She had stormed out of the bar, and she wasn't in the hotel room when he got back. Horrified their daughter had not been seen or heard from since the night before, they urged Robert to call 911. Officer David Williams from the Carlsbad Police Department responded to the call. He arrived at room 402 at the Stevens Inn, and Robert met him at the door. He took down Emily's details, along with more information about their night out at the bar and when she was last seen. He left to return to the station to get the report uploaded to their systems. As the hours passed and there was still no contact from Emily, levels of concern were rising. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Emily had only the clothes she was wearing. She had no coat, no purse, cell phone, cash, or identification with her. Officer Williams passed on the information to detectives to start an investigation. Emily's parents got in the car with their two children to make the eight-hour drive to Carlsbad themselves. They wanted to speak with detectives in person. They knew their daughter. Something was very wrong. Detective Sergeants Blaine Rennie and Scott Naylor picked up the case from Officer Williams. They immediately sat down with Robert inside his hotel room and asked him to tell them what happened. 
Robert repeated what he had told the 911 dispatcher and Emily's parents. The detectives asked if they could search the room as part of standard procedure. Robert was happy to let them. The Stevens Inn has over 200 individual rooms that sit side by side in a single story, with parking spaces directly outside. The rooms were big with space to move around freely, and large and sweet bathrooms made for a comfortable stay. As the detectives looked around, they could see Emily's belongings were still in the room. Her clothes were out on the bed. Her toiletries were in the bathroom. Her car was still parked outside. On the passenger seat was her black and white checkered purse, open with the contents visible. The hotel offers an on-site restaurant and lounge bar for guests and locals. Carlsbad is an oil field area with a lot of oil workers who flood in and need places to stay. The Stevens Inn was a popular choice. The detectives told Robert they'd be in touch and went to speak with the hotel management. They wanted CCTV footage from the hotel and the bar for the last 24 hours. They also wanted to arrange interviews with other guests in the hotel. When a person goes missing, those first hours in the investigation are crucial. Gathering information and checking for evidence is where the clues can lie. Whether hidden or in plain sight, finding the truth only comes from digging and being persistent. As the day broke on Monday morning, March 3rd, Emily had been missing for over 24 hours. There was still no sign of her and no contact from her to anyone either in Carlsbad or back in Texas. Detective Sergeant Rennie sat down with Emily's parents and updated them with the information he had. Emily's two girls knew their mom was missing. They wanted to know if the detective was going to find her and bring her home. The innocent face of a five-year-old looking directly up at him, asking him to make everything okay again and find their mom. As he gave them a stuffed animal from the department to help reassure them, he told them he would. Robert had told detectives he and Emily had gone to the hotel bar on Saturday night. The Blue Cactus Lounge had pool tables, big screens for watching sports, and a fully stocked bar. CCTV footage from behind the reception desk showed the couple walking hand-in-hand into the bar at 9.30 p.m. on Saturday, March 1st. Robert in jeans and a black-and-white striped t-shirt, and Emily in a black-and-white dress and black heels, just as Robert had described. Inside the bar, they can be seen dancing together and buying drinks. They looked like they were having a good time, Robert's boss, Gabriel, was with them for a period, buying them drinks and enjoying the atmosphere. But something changed as the night wore on. 
Cameras over the exit door of the bar showed Emily leaving at 11.30 p.m. She pushed open the door and strode past the huddle of drinkers out for a cigarette and walked towards the hotel rooms. She looked purposeful and determined. She left the bar alone. Less than five minutes later, Robert left the bar through the same door, but he then turned and went back inside. Just inside the bar entrance, he stood like he was waiting for something, his bold shirt standing out against the darker, grainy background in the camera footage. The bar exit door was designed, with a glass panel at the top and bottom giving a clear view. Robert continued to wait in the same spot for a few minutes. He then left the bar again. He stood with the other two bargoers and took a cigarette from them before he left on his own, the same way Emily did, following her path. His head was bowed, focusing on his cell phone, his fingers tapping on the screen. The CCTV footage wasn't the only evidence that started to raise more questions than it answered. Witness statements from other guests at the hotel on March 1st were being taken. One immediately jumped out at detectives. The guests staying in the room next door to Robert had heard noises on Saturday night. Towards midnight, he had overheard an argument coming from room 402 before everything went quiet again. Between the raised voices, swearing and shouting, the voice of a male and female were clearly heard. And this is where we will end part one of the murder of Emily Lambert. Please join me in the next episode when detectives take a closer look into Robert Early. Thank you for listening. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.